Hi, I'm Steve. And I'm Pablo. And this is the Train Professionals Podcast. What's up, guys? It's Steve. And uh, if you couldn't tell, the audio quality is a little different than it normally is. Normally, I have my loyal co-host, Tom, here to record with me. But instead, I got the biggest Patriots fan I know. Uh, He's originally from Rhode Island. It's Pablo Masriegos. Pablo, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Steve. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, you can find Pablo at Pablo Maserati on Instagram. That's uh, M-A-Z-A-R-A-T-I. That's a lot of A's yep. in your name. I know. It's insane, the Spanish last names. I know. Crazy. Is, is that how you actually spell Maserati, or is that like a modification? I actually don't know. It's a, it's a modification. I think you spell it with an S and an E. Oh, okay. I switched it out. Nah, I I think I like I think I like it with the Z better. It's more classy. Yeah, I know. It's more stylish. But yeah, so the reason why I chose Pablo to come on today is because first of all, he wanted to come on for a while, and I want him on here too. And second of all, uh, Pablo is like I said, the biggest Patriots fan I know on the entire planet Earth. So he wants to talk to me about the their. He wants to talk to me about the two and four Patriots going up against the five and two Buffalo Bills and give me some reasons why the Patriots are going to win. So we're kind of replacing the Thursday night preview this week with the uh, Buffalo Bills versus New England Patriots game. So uh, we're going to start it off. Uh, Pablo, you can go ahead and go first. Yeah, I mean, definitely some big AFC East playoff implications. Who's going to win the division, right? I mean, as of right now, we're third in the AFCs. I do not know why. Yeah. That's the fact. Makes I mean, no it's, sense. I mean, it's a pretty similar – I mean, fans of the Patriots are like – it's a pretty similar team. We just don't have Brady, right? Right. And then all these players just sort of opt out. Like yeah. Bobby Hightower, Brandon Bolden, yeah. to name a few. So the opt-outs are definitely – a big factor, but I think at the start of the season, a lot of fans were excited to see Cam Newton, a new style of offense that we've never seen before with Brady. Cause to be honest, Brady cannot run for his life. No, he can't. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we got some fresh legs in there, a new look offense and the defense is very similar. Our linebacking core definitely is our weakest Part because yeah we, you did you did lose uh, Van Noy right and then yeah he went to the Dolphins and then uh, I think you lost someone else I forget who though yeah we lost uh, a Landon Roberts I think Landon he's Roberts. also on the Dolphins really? yeah so I think yeah. a, a lot of the linebackers are going to Brian Flores in Miami you know he was the linebackers the coach. coach yeah yeah exactly exactly there's that bond there already right um, so our linebacking core definitely hit a roadblock especially with Dante Hightower opting out. And the only linebacker we have is Jawan Bentley. And Jawan Bentley, the first six weeks have been just absolutely terrible. Cannot make a tackle for his life. 
right? Mm -hmm. And can't rush the quarterback either. So our linebacking core is a mess. But other than that, you know, we have returning guys on the secondary. Our secondary is, I think, what Patriots fans are most proud of in the team. You know, we got Stephon Gilmore, reigning defensive player of the year. We got Devin McCourty. He's a beast in the in the backfield. Yeah. What do you what do you call that? The backfield. Uh, the secondary. That's the that. secondary. That's right. Yeah, yeah I, I know what you're saying. Though. I'm pretty sure everyone else does too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That the secondary has kind of always been what Bill Belichick likes to load up. I think he definitely finds secondary more important than defensive line. You know, you've had. Uh, yeah insane quarterbacks like uh ty law and um you had uh darrell revis on the patriots for a little bit so yeah i malcolm think malcolm butler Bo- in his prime malcolm butler in his prime uh logan ryan came out of there so yep mccordy twins and i i think you all definitely love your secondaries so that's kind of always been a staple of bill belichick's defense and oh, for sure. uh even still i think you need some sort of pass rush to some degree to be able to have a, se- a successful secondary. We're seeing that with the Buffalo Bills. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Tredavious White, he already let up a touchdown this year, and he didn't let up any last year. So that's been a little disappointing for the Bills, but I think we're kind of seeing the same thing with the Patriots. I think the way to beat the Patriots is not to run them over, but to beat them through the air. And we kind of saw that against the 49ers. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, and these then, quarterbacks have yeah, yeah. all the time in the pocket, right? To yeah. just, just find an open guy. And the thing is, their receivers are actually getting open. I'm like, you know, Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry, who are just jogging out there, we're just getting double teamed, you know? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with them. Maybe I think the maybe the Patriot way is corroding after Tom Brady left. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this post Brady, like, with Belichick still here, this era is really annoying. Kind of awkward. It is awkward because I think we're starting to realize that the Patriots are an old team, and the young guys that they have, I think besides Chase Winovich and Sony Michelle, are in busts. We we got Nakiel Harry in the first round when he could have taken DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, and Debo Samuel. They were also on the board, and we decided to take Nakiel Harry, and he has not done anything for us for two years right? yeah i think i think everyone's uh kind of mad at themselves for not picking dk i mean it, yeah. the the reason why like you know he had a bad three cone at the nfl combine like that's that's the thing these scouts get too analytical yeah. with it and when they see a beast on the field they just have to find something wrong with him but yeah i don't know yeah. so everyone's i mean uh, yeah I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the three cone. I mean, Brady was bad at it, and Brady's the goat. Yeah. <laughs> DK Metcalf was bad at it, and he's yeah. definitely rising, rising star in the league. One of the best receivers right now, hands down. Hey man, maybe uh, you know, you should draft all the guys with bad three cones. They seem to be turning out all great. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so. Uh, like I said, we're going to do a preview for the Bills versus Patriots game. So, Pablo, you got a score for me? I do have a score for you. Um, the Patriots are not a big field goal team. So, no. I think the score will definitely be close. It'll be 24-21 New England. You know, okay. it's going to be a close game, right? And I remember the first time the, the Patriots played the Bills last season. 
very close game. It was a very defensive first game. The the the, the offenses barely scored, right? It was it right. was close. Right. That was yeah. uh yeah, that was a awful game to watch. I think both you yeah. and I can say as fans of football that that yeah. was not an enjoyable game. Yeah. And I mean the Patriots are a very defensive team, so a lot of Patriots games are super low scoring like Super Bowl 53, you know. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. You definitely see that. But yeah. Um I think it's going to be a little bit of a different game this time. What do you think? Uh I mean, I I do think the Bills have a more explosive offense. I mean, your receiving game is very, very good. I mean, Cole yeah. Beasley is going off this year in the slot, right. I think personally. Right. Um and then Stefan Diggs is I think second in the league in receiving or fourth. Right, he's he's in the top five. Yeah, definitely top five. Right, but yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I think that we're kind of seeing both sort of downward trending offenses that what got off to hot starts, and I think that both of these defenses are not as good as they were last year. Like, yeah. I think I think the Patriots were first, and the Bills were second or third last year in overall defense. Like, yeah. And now it's yeah. now it's complete fall from grace. So uh, definitely a high scoring affair in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I think I'm with you here. I mean, I know the Patriots are two and four. I know the Bills are five and two. I know we're off to a hot start. But as a Bills fan, after 20 years of playing the Patriots and having like what like a five yeah. and like 35 record i, I don't even know at yeah. this point yeah so, sounds sounds close i'm i'm really not willing to give the crown to the bills yet until they do it if you yeah. know what i mean so yeah. i'm not gonna predict it definitely gonna mm-hmm. hope for it so i say give me the patriots like um what's a good score let's go with like 31 to 21 yeah i mean the the Patriots defense doesn't have too much of a run game to stop. So I mean, I think if J.C. Jackson, Stephon Gilmore step up, step up, right? Yeah. They'll 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 be able to stop the offense. I mean, th- this might be Gilmore's last game as a Patriot. Right. You know, he Trade might not rumors. even play. He might get traded right yeah. this week. Um, which which I think that's moving on the headlines. I think yeah. Stephon Gilmore's performance, if he even plays, I th- I, I say he gets traded. You know. Yeah. So. How will the Patriots secondary fare without Gilmore? Or how will Stefan Gilmore perform if he does stay on the Patriots? Yeah. I think he's gotta probably pick up his game a little. He's been playing pretty well this year, has he not? I haven't watched a lot of Patriots games, so I mean he's been playing all right. Um I mean the the only times he seems like he gets burned is when we're playing in zone, so it's not really his fault necessarily. But sure. I mean I haven't I mean besides DK Metcalf in that C- Seattle Seahawks game week two, I th- I'd say he's he hasn't been the lockdown corner he was last year, but he's still playing like a top five corner of the league. Sure. So is he your player to watch for this game? I think so. I think so. Stephon okay. Gilmore player to watch. And if not, yeah. J.C. Jackson. I mean, I think Pro Football Focus last year had him as like right behind Tredavious White and Stephon Gilmore in um, – um uh, percent like t- coverage percentage or something like that yeah um so so i mean if gilmore gets shipped off he's gonna be the, the next guy up because jason mccourty 
is not a quarterback one, in my opinion, or Jonathan no. Jones. So no. JC Jackson, he's got the height, he's got the speed. So my players to watch are Stephon Gilmore and JC Jackson. How about uh, Kyle Duggar? Kyle Duggar. Yeah. I mean, he's a great replacement, I think, for Patrick Chung. They've got similar playing styles, very physical. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, with Adrian Phillips, um, he's not seeing too much time on the field. But, I mean, when he's done, I'm, imp- I'm impressed with him. Um, yeah. What do you think? Do you think uh, his snap count would increase if Gilmore was gone? Um, I mean, I think so. I think if we start playing more zone, he'll definitely see the field a lot more. Yeah. Um, for sure. Especially with the lack of linebacker depth our safeties are really going in there and playing in the box. Sure. As Belichick has done in years past with like Rodney Harrison and stuff. Right. I totally think that Kyle Duggar, even though he was a D2 player, which is absolutely insane to me, considering the fact of how much of an athletic freak he was. uh, I think that the bills could have picked him. I don't, he wasn't around when the bills were up to pick, but uh, AJ Epinesa, you know, I think he had that penalty that absolutely killed us against the Chiefs or the Titans. Yeah. It was against the Titans. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of the one thing I kind of feel about him right now. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think he's got to kind of prove himself a bit more. I mean, yeah. I think the Bills love drafting developmental players, and I think Kyle Duggar was exactly that. Yeah. So, uh, I yeah. wouldn't have minded Kyle Duggar on the Bills, but – um, yeah, we'll see if Epinesa picks it up from here on out. But uh, I don't think that uh, Epinesa is my player to watch <laughs> this week. Yeah. I think I, I think I gotta, yeah, I think I gotta have two. Um, mm-hmm. Both the quarterbacks, Cam Newton and Josh Allen. Um, I think that you know you're kind of looking at the defenses and seeing whether or not they can shut down offenses that are kind of down. I'm kind of thinking to myself, maybe the offenses can find a spark and take advantage of bad defenses, right? Yeah, of course. So I think you probably think that too, and I kind of agree with you about the defenses. So it's kind of an overall bounce-back game for both of these teams. So I think that although when you look at the game, you think to yourself, maybe it's not that interesting to watch, but then you start to think about it more. And I think that with all of these sort of cogs moving, I think Cam Newton is angry at himself and wants to get better. And the bills have just been awful against protecting against the run. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we let Ryan Tannehill run all over us and we let Patrick Mahomes rush for more than 10 times, which is like the first time he's ever done that in his career. And then we let the chiefs run over us for, I think almost 300 yards, which is crazy. So I think that, the whole entire Patriots offense, but especially Cam Newton kind of getting back into rhythm, maybe uh, definitely having quarterback draw plays. Uh, I think, yeah. I think Bill Belichick is definitely going to want to go run heavy against this Bill's defense. And then I think Josh Allen um, has been playing very underwhelmingly lately. Uh, the defense at this point for me, for the bills is it is what it is. I think that we got to live with it. Maybe it'll get better, but Right now, the Bills team is an offensive team. that We live and die on the offense yeah, as of this year. Sure. So I think that Josh Allen has got to really step it up this week and take down the, in my opinion, reigning division champs and uh, kind of take that crown for the AFC 
if he if he wants to do it. But I think that this is still a very interesting game. Even though the Patriots seem like they're out of it, they never are, you know. Yeah. So exactly. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I w- if if the Patriots lose, I say I say the Bills take the division, right? Because the Patriots would fall to two and five, and then we have a, the hardest schedule in the rest of the league. I, I see four more games yeah. that we lose upcoming, right? Yeah. Um, but I think I think if the if the Patriots win, I wouldn't say that the I, I wouldn't say um, the Patriots have have like are keeping their their ground as the top team in the AFC East, but it's definitely going to get interesting when the final weeks of the season come around, you know, whether this game will come back to haunt the bills. Sure. If we lose this game, um, it's a big loss right now. We're three and zero in the division. Yes. And I think if we go one and one against the Patriots and we start playing our best football at the end of the year, then I think we do take the division. I think that the at this point the Patriots have dug themselves a hole that they got to dig themselves out of. Um, exactly. So, it's not going to get it's not going to get any easier because we right. have we have Baltimore, we have Arizona, we have Los Angeles, three playoff caliber teams in my sure. opinion. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not going to get any easier. No, and you all have to step it up. This is definitely a bounce back game for you guys, and the the Bills have provided themselves with a sort of cushion. Uh, yeah, you know, us pessimistic Bills fans looking at it when we went four and uh, we said to ourselves, Oh, we can go 500 for the rest of the season and still go 10 and six. Uh, that that's kind of what was going on in the Bills Twitterverse, but mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, that kind of a loser mentality almost. Yeah. But I think that uh, this could definitely win confidence back with the fans, especially after not even scoring a touchdown against the Jets. Yeah, I mean, quite a, that quite was embarrassing. insane. Yeah, yeah embarrassing. I, but really, I think it's kind of a slap in the face. I, at least I hope it is. Um, yeah. Definitely looked like we were playing down to them a little. And I think I think the general sort of thing that happened during that game, not to get too into it, but mm-hmm. they would get down to the red zone. And basically, they would say, okay, we're definitely going to score here. It's the Jets. And then... Uh, they played down a little, and then we settled for a field goal. And that's kind of what always happened. But we we can't have that happen this game. Belichick will eat us alive uh, if we let that happen. And he knows just as well as every single other football fan that you need touchdowns to you know win a game, and you need uh, field goals to extend the lead. So Yeah. I, I mean, not, neither of these teams have felt a win, I think, in the past – three weeks or so. Like, I don't know if you guys felt, wow, we beat the Jets by eight points, you know? Right. I don't know if you guys felt so great about that. So this is definitely important for both. Yeah. So I think it was definitely kind of a peak when we beat the Rams, at least for me, this is my own personal experience, but I, I see now the thing is like uh, for the first four weeks, it was great because the way in which we won was more important than the win itself. Whereas this week against the Jets, I didn't feel great about it. I was like, oh, that was kind of ugly. That was definitely ugly. So I like to see pretty W's, not ugly ones, because that indicates (laughs) whether or not we can beat the best teams. And right now my co-host Tom says that we can't uh, be a good team. So um, hopefully we can maybe prove him wrong. But, yeah. yeah. All right. You got anything else? 
Uh, no. I mean, I covered it. All right. We'll uh, come back to you with our professional fantasy advice. And we're back with some fantasy advice from the professionals. Um, I'm going to start it off this time. First guy I got here is Brandon Ayuk. We saw him go off a couple of times this uh, these past couple of weeks or so, you know, past few weeks. Yeah. Um, this week, they're playing Seattle. And Seattle is just atrocious at defense, especially their secondary. I mean, they're just mm-hmm. getting burned. So I think – that they're gonna I think that the 49ers are a run first team, but I think Kyle Shanahan is smart enough to know that the Seattle secondary is really, really bad and he can take advantage of that. So I think Brandon Ayuk is gonna get loaded up with targets and I think that they're gonna put Bobby Wagner on George Kittle. So I think a lot of the uh looks are gonna go to Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I mean I I think I might have to disagree with you because I mean okay. Brandon Ayuk has been putting up highlight plays. That run against, I think, it was the Eagles on yeah. Sunday night, right? Yeah. And and he and he had some pretty big uh, desired runs, I think, against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. But other than that, he hasn't had a a breakout game like over a hundred scrimmage yards or anything like that. I mean, the Seahawks are the the Se- the Seahawks defense is not that good. Yeah. But I mean, I see I see Debo Samuel and George Kittle cooking it up more than Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I hear you when you're what you're what you're saying, and I actually forgot about Debo Samuel. Now that you bring him up, um, so I think that that makes almost a little bit more of a case for me, at least, that Debo will be covered by Shaquille uh, Shaquille Griffin, who's mm-hmm. probably their best corner, and I don't think he's been playing that great this year, but I think that that's at least worth something that he's going to be covered up, and I think that Brandon Ayuk is going to kind of get the you know, garbage looks against the trash tier corners. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you in that. He's been yeah. inconsistent. Mm-hmm. But if you were going to start him, I'd say this is the week to start him. So, yeah. All right. Um, I guess I guess I can go. And staying on that 49ers note, Jamichael mm-hmm. Hasty. Yeah. Look, uh, Raheem Mostert just got put on IR out for three weeks. Jeff Wilson looks like he's got – some sort of torn ACL or something. And look, Jeff Wilson came out of nowhere and just cooked it up against the Patriots. Three touchdowns, um, almost 100 yards in the first half alone. He he broke 100 yards. He had like 130, right? So I think Kyle Shanahan, smart coach. He's going to be able to put Jermichael Hasty in there. He's able to design an offensive scheme that will fit around him. Um, And he's he's gone in the last two weeks, and he's shown flashes of, I guess – upside and talent so i yeah. think if jamichael hasty i don't think he's on a lot of teams right now i'm not saying start him but definitely pick him up because he'll be scoring definitely more than 13 points in my opinion um in the coming weeks yeah i think Jarek mckinnon at this point we kind of see uh that the 49ers really don't care too much for him yeah um at least in my opinion from what i'm seeing <laughs> Yeah, no, he he had, like, two touches against the Patriots when Jeff Wilson went down. You know, they really just went towards Michael Hasty. 
Yeah. And uh, I think Tevin Coleman is still out. So, you know, I think in my opinion, he's even worth a flex start uh, against that Seattle defense, which uh, their run defense is a little better than their secondary, but even still, that doesn't mean they're great. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, he'll be, he'll be getting all the touches. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm there with you. Um, all right. So another guy I have here, he's a start this week for me, but okay. it's kind of like, this is your last chance here, bud. And that's mm-hmm. going to be Johnny Smith. So, Ooh. um, I don't know how many targets he's getting, uh, but in the past two weeks against Houston and Pittsburgh, he's had one reception for 13 yards and one reception for nine yards, respectively. No touchdowns. Um, his best game this year was against Jacksonville, uh, and his best game was against Buffalo. His second best game was against Buffalo. So they're playing Cincinnati this week. Cincinnati's defense is not good at all. So I think if you're going to have to go off this week, then, you know, this is the week to do it. Show that you can be a consistently good tight end. And then I'd say if he does really well, keep him on your roster, give him another shot. Uh, The week after they have Cincinnati, they have Chicago. And I think that they're a little bit more stingy against tight ends. So I think you could start him again next week, but this is kind of a, almost the last chance for me on Johnny Smith. Uh, in ESPN leagues, he's owned by 91.4% of people. So, um, yeah, almost a little bit of a hot take considering the fact of how good he has been. But, yeah, I'm kind of yeah. fed up. Yeah, I know. I mean, if you have a more talented tight end, definitely um, mm-hmm. put them in over him. I mean, he's inconsistent because, I mean, those – like week two, he went off – he had like 38 points or something like that, 28. Um, and then he just, yeah, he scores like 1.4 in fantasy. So inconsistent players are my least favorite because you bench them when they do really well. You start them and they just drop and drop a dud, you know. Right. So he's a hazard. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And hazards are not what you want in fantasy. Exactly. Um, I've got a, I've got a start. Okay. And it's at quarterback. Teddy okay. Bridgewater, yeah. he's playing in prime time, I think, for the first time since his injury. Um, yeah. He might have played, I think, once in New Orleans last year. Um, eight touchdowns, five interceptions, um, not too good of a ratio, but his yards, he's fifth in the NFL, I think, in yards uh, with 1,930. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, he's playing, yeah. yeah, he's playing the Falcons, who do not have a good secondary at all. They have AJ Terrell out there, who can he he can't even beat uh, rookie Justin Jefferson, right? And right. Teddy Bridgewater's receivers are DJ Moore, who's coming off, I think, the best game he's had this season, and he yeah. has Robbie Anderson on the other side, who I think he's going to go off this week because DJ Moore is going to be getting all the attention, right? right? So Teddy Bridgewater has weapons. Um, he's he's going to have a day, in in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think. He's going to surpass 300 yards, and I, I would not be surprised to see him throw for three touchdowns. Wow. That's a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. 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 I believe in him. I think I'm there with you because he torched the Falcons last time, right? What was mm-hmm. his uh, point total last time? Here, I'm looking it up right now. 
Fact check. Um, yeah, a little fact check, as uh, we like to say. So in a uh, half point uh, per reception, he torched the Falcons kind of for uh, 27 completions, uh, 313 yards, and two touchdowns. So multiple touchdown games, zero interceptions, and over 300 yards. That's his only over 300-yard passing game except against the Buccaneers. But he only had 11 points in that game because he threw two interceptions and zero touchdowns. But, yes, the Falcons are definitely susceptible to being torched. And I think Teddy Gloves is going to do that. So I think he's a good streaming option this week for you, uh, especially if you're a big fan of streaming quarterbacks. Um, Real quick, little tangent. What do you think about streaming quarterbacks? I mean, in one of my leagues, I've been streaming quarterbacks. I, I haven't started a quarterback more in two weeks. I don't know. I mean, I don't think people want to do that, but they're trying to just get a taste of who is the best option out there. Yeah. Because in in fantasy, the quarterback ceiling and floor is so close. Right. So if you you don't got a Patrick Mahomes or Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson on your team, you're kind of just trying to find who has the best situation. Um, Do I like that? Not really, because, I mean, I'd, I'd rather have a, a a steady guy to go to every week and not have to debate whether to put him in or oh. take him out. Of course, right. Yeah, that's kind of my opinion on it, too. Um, at least yeah. for me, mm-hmm. uh, you're a Patriots fan, so I think you would probably do the same thing because Cam Newton is a good quarterback. But I just love starting my guy, you know, Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, I think that in fantasy, it's always fun because it's almost like double the happiness because you're like, my player is doing so well for fantasy, and then he's also on my favorite team. So it's kind of a win-win. And I think, at least for me, I have kind of a philosophy that you don't start a quarterback against uh, who's playing your team in fantasy, at least, because I think quarterbacks have the largest part – of winning a football mm-hmm. game. So if they're doing well, then most likely you're going to lose that game. So it's almost like you're hoping for your team to lose at that point for me. So that's yeah. kind of a little. But then, but then yeah. how are wins not a quarterback stat then going to what you have said many whoa, times? Whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> I said they have a majority or yeah. not, not a majority of uh, what they win. Uh, of overwinning. I forget what the word is, but mm-hmm. they have the largest part overwinning. So yeah. as I yeah. said I'm, in the past, they have 38% uh, of an effect over a football game. And yeah. I get that from podcast I listen to, Bruce Exclusive with Bruce Nolan, uh, Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Guys, definitely... Yeah. One of the best I've heard, but I agree yeah. with him. I think he definitely made good points, and I think wins are not a quarterback stat. But I think they do have the largest part over winning. So that's why I would not start a quarterback against my team. And uh, for streaming, I think I stream kickers and defenses all of the time because yeah. for me, I think most defenses in the NFL are generally the same unless you have – let's say like this year at least the Colts or the Steelers, right? 
mm-hmm. who are just obviously above and beyond the other defenses. So yeah. last year that might have been the Patriots or the Bills, and mm-hmm. you're obviously not dropping them and trying to find someone else. You're keeping them because they're a good start every single week, no matter what team they're playing. Yeah. I mean, but, if, if, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Um, uh, like, you wouldn't start the Cowboys defense this year against anyone, even if they were playing, like, uh, I don't know, who's like the worst <laughs> offense in the NFL? Like, I guess the Falcons or uh, maybe the Giants. I don't know. Oh, the Jets. Yeah. You, Maybe it would. Maybe the Giants. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. I, I love streaming defenses. I've done it just about yeah. every year, unless I find a good one. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you don't have the Ravens, Steelers, or Colts, just look at who's going up against the Jets and pick up that defense. That know? is what I've been doing every single week in all my leagues. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, you've beaten me to a couple of waiver wires this year. I have that same philosophy. Yeah. That, yeah. I think most people agree that you should start every single defense against the jets, no matter what. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, okay. Anyways, we've been kind of going off on a tangent for a little while here. Um, last guy I have is a little bit of a sleeper. Oh, um, Tua Tagovailoa. Ooh. I know. It's a little bit of a spicy take. You know, we haven't seen this guy play. Um, I think so. I mean, rookie quarterback playing for the Dolphins. But I'll tell you what. Ryan Fitzpatrick was doing extremely well before he got benched. They're second in the AFC East. Their offense has been performing. They're torching defenses. And... I think that Tua is much more talented than Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he's been sitting for six games so far, and I think that he's a pretty smart guy. He played in a a pro-ready system at Alabama. So I think he's going to come in, and I think he's going to be able to perform. So I'd say kind of get your feet wet a little with him this week. Try him out. Uh, if, If you're streaming quarterbacks, definitely try him out. Uh, I'm actually trying him this week in uh, Pablo's and I's league. Um, yeah. And since Kyler Murray is on a bye, so if you have Kyler Murray, pick up Tua and start him. Yeah. I mean, I, I was going to I was gonna give my third player, but I think I want to take that time because I have very strong feelings about the starting of Tua Tungavailoa on the All Dolphins. Right. All right. Let's talk they should about not it. have done that. I think Ryan Fitz, that was Ryan Fitzpatrick's team, right? He okay. he just got off of two wins in a row and he and he has all the confidence in the world. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know? Mm-hmm. I, right. I do understand they they have a lot of talent in Tua. Um, but I mean if they're trying to win, I don't think now is the time for Tua to try to get his first on field action trying to get the offense like or get experience in his offense um so i mean if ryan fitzpatrick was playing bad i would not have a problem with it at all but ryan fitzpatrick was playing well i i do think Tua offers a little bit more talent and a little bit more um more an advantage in the run game but i mean ryan fitzpatrick he also was running around Right. So, yeah, 
Um, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick has more experience. And I think this Dolphins team is definitely in consideration of the wild card this year. So, I mean, yeah. if they Especially start with that third games, wild card spot. Exactly. So, if they start losing games because Tua's out there not performing to what Dolphins fans and the administration expect him to, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, I have some thoughts about it, too. I kind of talked about it a week or two ago when they announced it. Uh, I think that if you're not going to try to win this year, then definitely throw them in. For sure. Um, So, yeah, I think you're right about that wild card thing, especially with that third wild card spot. They're definitely in contention. Yeah. But I think that they do see him at practice. Like, at least as – from my perspective, sometimes I see like players getting benched at for seemingly like no reason or like players getting cut or, or something like that. I think practice reps do matter. And I think you do see them in practice and how they're performing. And I think mm-hmm. Brian Flores made a decision that Tua is the better talent. And I think he's going to provide us the best chance to win. Yeah. That's kind of the conclusion that I've come to because they are playing pretty well. And, you know, I think it's almost kind of a win-win because you kind of can see what you have and how much work you have to do with this guy. And, you know, if he really sucks, you could say, okay, let's just lose a whole bunch of games, get someone like Trey Lance who's going into the draft this year, Justin Fields, or who knows if they do so bad, Trevor Lawrence. Um, Yeah. So, and then if he turns out to be good – then keep him around, of course. Um, and I think that uh, you have a better chance. I think you have a higher ceiling with Tua than Ryan. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, those are, kind of, those are kind of my cases for it. Uh, I think some of the things that you were saying that it is Ryan Fitzpatrick's team, and I don't know how the players feel about it. So, locker room culture is definitely a thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think that if you give off the vibe that you're trying to tank, uh, the players probably aren't going to want to follow you, you know? Exactly. So, and it, yeah. And, I mean, going to your point, 500 is a perfect time to decide, are we good or are we bad? So, right. I actually, that, that point you made was good. But, I mean, he is playing the Rams. He's going to have Aaron Donald in his face for his first professional start. Not the start that I think a rookie quarterback wants. Um, but I mean, we'll, we'll see how he plays. I mean, if he's able to go out there and just cook against Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and the rest of the Rams defense, who I think is pretty good. Um, I mean, he's definitely, they'll, they'll definitely be in that wild card consideration for sure. All right. Uh, you got another guy written down? I mean, I have Scotty Miller real quick. Brady loves his white little targets in the slot. Um, he had his career day. Last week against the Raiders, 109 yards and a touchdown. Um, He already – look, Antonio Brown is going to be playing, um, kind of competing with time against Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. But Scotty Miller is always going to be in the slot. Um, Brady loves his slot targets. So, I think pick up Scotty Miller. Don't need to start him, but um, he definitely has an upward trend uh, this year. 
past uh, weeks. Yeah, real quick about that. Chris Godwin is out this week. Um, so even more of a case for uh, people well, to start Scotty. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if yeah. he's not, if he's on the waivers, get him. And if he's on your team, consider the, uh, the flex situation, depending on who has a bye or who's injured. For sure. All right. You got anything else? No, I'm, I'm good. All right. We're going to come back to you with our game picks for week eight. We are back with our game picks for week eight. Uh, we didn't do our Thursday night preview, so let's start off with that game. Falcons versus Panthers. You were talking about Teddy Two Gloves. I think I probably know who you're going to pick on this one. Oh, for sure. Carolina is going to win this game. Yeah. Um, they are coming off a loss to the Saints, and this is definitely a bounce-back game for them this week. So yeah. It was real close last week. They only lost by a field goal. Uh, And I think that the Panthers can compete for sure. And and I I think the confidence is there for the Panthers because they they went up against, uh, I guess, the best team, one of the best teams in their division. And the Falcons just completely choked the game against the Lions. So they're devastated right now, I think, from blowing all these games. So Carolina has confidence. Um, so I think that's going to play a huge game. Plus they're at home. Um, I think it's the perfect storm right now for the Panthers. Right. All right. Next thing we got here is Ravens versus Steelers. This is, this is definitely, yeah, definitely got to be the game of the week for me at least. Um, I think I'm going to take the upset here. Give me the Steelers. Give you the Steelers. I thought you were going to say Baltimore as the upset. Really? <laughs> is yeah. that is that how it is right now? I'm. I mean, I don't know. I. I mean, I've seen a lot of rankings saying Pittsburgh's the best team right now, and they are complete. Um. So I would back that. Ben yeah. Roethlisberger, James Conner, um, yeah. Juju, Claypool. You know, they they have a really balanced offense and a really a a defense that's definitely top five. Yeah. Um, um, and I was looking at this game, and I was so indecisive about who would win. Yeah. I mean, Baltimore is going under the radar, so I think they'll pull it off and defeat the last undefeated team in the NFL right now. I think I actually, Yeah, I actually was looking at something, and uh, it was Lamar Jackson's stats up to this point last year and uh, up to this point this year. Yeah. And he's actually doing better this year. Uh, granted, it's not by very much. He's, like, gone up, like, two points in passer rating. Okay. Uh, but that was an MVP year. So, yeah. Uh, he's I'm, doing even better than he was as an MVP. And I feel like no one's kind of talking about it. Uh, I was kind of yeah. actually hating on them a little uh, a couple Ooh. weeks ago. And I said that I need to kind of shut my mouth about the Ravens, but – uh, I don't see many holes in the Steelers team, really. So, yeah. I think – I mean – Yeah, I think that maybe the Ravens have more talent in certain places, but I think as an overall football team, the Steelers mesh better. Yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll be a defensive game in my opinion. I think people are expecting a high-scoring affair. Right. Look, you got the Ravens, the Steelers, two top five defenses in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. And going back to the Lamar Jackson note, 
I think he took everybody by by like surprise with the whole running attack. But this year he's stepping back in the pocket, so not much people are getting the hype. You know? Right, right. But yeah. he is doing I like I, I think he's doing just as good as he was doing last year. So Yeah. I say Baltimore. Yeah, it's definitely hard to see that. But you say Baltimore, I say Pittsburgh. Um agree to disagree. Yeah, agree to disagree. We got the Steelers, I think, in week 14, I think. So I'm worried about that game, much more worried than uh, I was at the beginning of the season. So let's kind of see what's going to happen there. Uh, Next game I got here is uh, Packers versus Vikings. Uh, I think this is pretty obvious for me, at least. Uh, I'm taking the Packers. Yeah, me as well. They they have confidence. They've got the train rolling. They're going to just completely destroy the Vikings. Yeah. Don't know what's going on with the Vikings this year. A um, little disappointing cool. to see. Um, I think their main problem is Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, all right. Rams versus Dolphins. I mean, I got to take the Rams. Um, as I was saying, Aaron Donald is going to be into his face all game. Aaron Donald is – so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't understand like how he hey, he's not in consideration for MVP. Like he's yeah. Honestly, um, like I think that there's a stigma against defensive players because it's ridiculous that like Tom Brady, for example, is in the yeah. running for MVP and Aaron oh, Donald yeah. isn't. Like exactly. Like Tom. Don't get me wrong. Tom Brady's been having a pretty good year, right? But yeah. Aaron Donald has been far and beyond more important to his team and a much better player than Tom Brady has been this yeah. year. Yeah. His so. highlights are so so fun to watch. So I know. Um I mean just going back to the game, Rams are um I guess they, they, they surprised a lot of people this year. They're playing really well. They're playing complete. Jared Goff is um s- stepping up to all the haters, you know, who said that he probably won't be the starter by next year or just be on the team in general by next year. Um, so I, I take the Rams here over Miami. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, Who do you got? Give me, give me the upset. I was just saying that two was going to have a good week. I've been saying for a while, I think the Rams are a little bit of a fraudulent team. They are five and two. That might surprise a lot of people because most people kind of look at it and say, how good of a football team are they really? I think that it's kind of a facade. And I think yeah. that the Dolphins are much better than the record indicates. Uh, I was mm-hmm. just saying that they were beating up on teams so badly when Ryan Fitzpatrick was in. And I'm saying that Tua is a much more talented quarterback. For me, that equals even more success. So give me the Dolphins. Um Obviously, I think I want the Rams to win this game because I think the Dolphins are kind of threatening a little uh, yeah. in the AFC East. I think the AFC East is much – like, I think that it's definitely up for grabs. Oh, um, yeah. Like, I, I would not be surprised if the Dolphins if, – if the Bills and Pats continue their, like, bad play, I would yeah. not be surprised if the Dolphins – Yeah, for sure. The lead. It's been an absolute funk for both teams. Um, yeah. So, Yeah. Uh, next game I got here, <laughs> this is like, this is kind of like poetic to me. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You kind of, you kind of see two foils and you think to yourself, like, how ironic is it that these, 
th- this is happening. Jets v. Yeah. Chiefs. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I looked at it and I was like, he's gonna. He's talking about the Jets and Chiefs. Yeah, this is like, I mean, like, how can it not be poetic? I mean, it kind of yeah. just sings to you. It's like, like such a, like, I don't know. Like when, when you're reading poetry, you hear about yeah. like, you know, maybe like a really dark crow or something like that. And then you hear yeah. about the white snow and it's kind of, it's kind of like you can two hear Two contrasting it. elements. Yeah, two contrasting elements. And it's kind of like colliding and that's what this game is for me so that yeah i think that it's it's definitely beautiful in its its own strange way um yeah so the nfl has written right here casey allowed 20 points or fewer in the last six of the last seven games so that's how that's how interesting like that's the most interesting fact they can come with come up with about this game um so uh i mean if you're betting on the jets and you bet a lot of money i think you might just be the richest man in the world after this week if they win so um (laughs) give me the chiefs um yeah give me the chiefs as well I think we've already spent maybe a bit too long in this game. I've been monologuing <laughs> about contrasting elements and poetic exactly. devices. All right. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We've got some pretty easy picks up ahead, I think. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Colts v. Lions. I think this one's actually a bit difficult, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could go first. I think yeah. the Lions and the Colts are very similar teams, but I think the Colts are better. Um They've they've got Jonathan Taylor, who I think is better than any running back the Lions have. Yeah. Um, I mean the the Lions do have Kenny Galladay, but um, I think the offense for the Colts is more complete. Philip Rivers is spreading the ball around. Their defense is very good, and I think they'll be able to shut down a Lions offense that's pretty easy to shut down, if I do say so. All right. So give me the Colts. Yeah, for me this comes down to coaching. Uh, Matt Patricia is kind of coaching with the fire under his butt. I think he got threatened to be fired. Uh, yeah. But Colts are a better team through and through, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think that having a defense-focused team is much better than having an offense-focused team. So I think the Colts are a very good football team. So uh, give me the Colts. Um, I think the Lions do have a fighting chance, though. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll say that. Um, all right. Next game I have is Raiders versus Browns. This one's tough. Um, so as of now, we've been talking about the Baker Meal Baker Mayfield cycle on our podcast yep. for a little bit. Ah, I see. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So right now, the stage he's at it is uh, he just played a very good game, so he's gonna underperform now. <laughs> Uh, I don't think that that's actually true. Um, I don't think – maybe it's like – I think Pablo and I were uh, discussing this a bit earlier. It's like the human law of undulation, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if any of you are unfamiliar, uh, there's always troughs and there's always peaks in human mm-hmm. change. So I think that Baker Mayfield is an exemplary sort of picture of that. Uh, even still – I think that that's a little bit of a broad stroke to put on a person. So 
I'd say give me the Browns. I think they're a better football team than the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to say that as well. They have so much depth. Um, and the Raiders, I, I guess if you just shut down the run game um, and can rush Derek Carr, he's not su- he's not a super um, knowledgeable quarterback. I don't think yeah. he can read defenses as well as some of the other not older quarterbacks in the league. You're 100% right about that, my friend. Uh, real quick facts. Um, Miles Garrett leads the league in sacks. So the whole pressure thing, definitely prevalent in this game. But yeah, once again, kind of like the Colts v. Lions game, I think the Raiders do have a fighting chance. Uh, Titans v. Bengals. Yeah. I mean, this one's a lot closer just because the Bengals were able to put up such a good fight against the Browns last week. Yeah, 100%. I I mean – are you with me here? I, maybe I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of falling into madness at this point. I, uh, I did pick the Steelers last week because I 100% thought they were a better team. But yeah. I've been saying for the past few weeks, Titans are a fraudulent team and they've had a facade on. And um, I think that we're going to kind of see this polish really knocked off against the Bengals. I mean, yeah. I think – yeah. I've heard uh, that from you before. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely upside of the week. <laughs> Give me the Bengals. Uh, I have said Titans are my least favorite team in the NFL right now. Wow. <laughs> so I do not mind the Titans. So, yeah. I, I really do. I have an issue with them. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think give me the Bengals. Uh, definitely upside of the week. Uh, this is more of an emotional pick for me. So Okay. Yeah, I mean, what we've seen from both these teams is the Titans have been able to come back and s- finish some games, um, mm-hmm. but definitely they, they come back. They, they're they definitely a closing team, fourth quarter, second half team. And the Bengals have not been able to, to finish games. The Eagles, the Browns, you know. Um, I do think the game will be close, but I think the Titans will be able to definitely come back and win the game. I don't think the Bengals are there yet where they can uh, secure a win in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Playing with the lead, I think is one of the hardest things to do in the NFL. Yeah. For exactly. sure. And it's hard to learn how to do that. I think Joe Burrow has an idea of how to do that, but I think this team is kind of young. So yeah, maybe, they're young. so maybe they don't really know about what it's kind of like. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think, you definitely have a valid point with that, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, my emotions are definitely getting the best of me in this game. Uh, All right. Next one is Chargers versus Broncos, both two and four. But once again, I feel like one is obviously better than the other. Yeah, yeah uh, for sure. So I think we're both probably going to go with the Chargers, right? Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, yeah. Justin Herbert been playing out of his mind. Broncos are pretty mm-hmm. good, but yeah, uh, Drew Locke is back. I didn't actually even realize that. Yeah, but I mean, their two wins have come against the Jets and Patriots, who have not. Been we playing. we've are, we've already gone into this, so I yeah. don't need to explain. So right. I do think the Chargers' winning streak continues, or they'll start winning streak this week. Yeah, for me, this is a Drew Locke proving game. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, Saints v. Bears? Ooh, I'm taking the upset here. I'm taking the Bears. 
The Bears yeah. have proven they can go up against good teams. The Buccaneers, who I think are better than the, the Saints now. Um, who, mm-hmm. who else have they beaten? Man, it's slipping off the top of my tongue. They beat the Packers, didn't they? No, no. they didn't beat the Packers. But Wow. Uh, they have definitely surprised. They are five and two, and the Saints are four and two. So it's almost kind of hard to say it is an upset, you know? Yeah, exactly. But um, definitely there with you. Bears all the way. Uh, Nick yeah. Foles has been playing quite well. Um, I think he was putting up a good fight against the Rams. But oh yeah. Um. Yeah, there was just a few lapses of judgment on his part, and that's why he hasn't been uh, really like an elite quarterback his entire career. So, uh, yeah. even still, Bears defense is shut down, my opinion. So yeah, and yeah, I'm not going to go into too much depth, but I have strong feelings about the Saints. I think they're overrated. So okay, I, I'm taking the Bears. Yeah. Um, We'll see what happens with the status of Michael Thomas. Uh, yeah, I feel like I say this every week, <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, because because like it's always it's always something, isn't it? But um, I think he is definitely an X factor in this game if he does play. So uh, sure. I think I'm with you with the Bears, um, but Saints definitely look much better if they have Michael Thomas. Yeah. Um, Seahawks 49ers. I got the Seahawks. The 49ers are too banged up right now to go up against the strong Seattle Seahawks team. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm there with you. Seattle's defense has been playing really badly, but uh, Russell Wilson, uh, consensus MVP, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm um, with you. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys-Eagles? I've got Dallas. I've got Ben DiNucci all the oh. way. <laughs> I've uh, I've had I have my opinion on Carson Wentz. He's just not good. I don't think he deserves to be the starter. Um, I think I he think does. Dallas, really? I mean, it doesn't look pretty, but he's been putting up pretty good numbers. Yeah, I mean, he's putting up numbers, but when he has those incompletions, those incompletions are absolute garbage. Right, obviously, but yeah, uh, Eagles are two, four, and one. Cowboys are two and five. Um, I think that everyone is kind of looking at the Cowboys right now and saying, "Oh my gosh, this is a train wreck." So, I think every yeah. time I'm picking a game for the Cowboys, I'm just always wrong, no matter what. But I, I still just got to go with my heart. Got to go with the Eagles. Um, yeah, I mean the. These NFC East games are not fun to pick because either – like, it's basically which team is going to suck more. Yeah. Almost I, kind I, of a toss-up, yeah. Exactly. I, I, do, I do not know. You know, yeah. it, could, it could go Philly. And I think if Philly wins, they'll, they'll win the division because mm. this whole division race has been just teams alternating wins in division. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So – uh, kind of a battle for who's going to lead the uh, NFC East. And that's kind of weird to say, considering yeah. the fact that each team only has two wins. So, Yeah. All right. Last game I got here, Buccaneers v. Giants. Um, for me, this one's pretty easy. Buccaneers. Yeah. Buccaneers. All right. Um, 
Yeah. Brady's able to steamroll the Raiders and the Giants are nowhere Much close worse. to the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do have something to say, though. Giants okay. defense, I think they're kind of underrated. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I think definitely James Bradbury's underrated. Oh, 100%. He's been yeah. – I mean, if anyone knows his name, guy's a beast. Like, I and yeah. if you know his name, you know that. So yeah, he's he's really good. Um, yeah, he's a little bit like the Tre'Davious White of last year. Right. Exactly. Just not no respect and yeah. Um, yeah, I think that he could definitely be a trade candidate at the deadline. I mean, if, I don't know what why the Giants would want to get rid of him, but there's plenty of reason for a team to trade for him. Yeah. Um, um, but right. I mean, then again, yeah. yeah. The Buccaneers are complete, so can't beat a complete team. Right. They. I think that they've kind of proven all of the narratives of a super team wrong. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, those are all the games of the week. You got anything else to say? Um. Not really. I mean, we'll just see how that Bills-Pats game – Bills Pats game goes, um, mm-hmm. and whether maybe Jared Sam gets put in, Cam Newton doesn't do maybe, well. Maybe, maybe. Are you hoping for that? My... No. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think that anyone is. I think Jared Sam shows some flashes, though, for sure. Yeah, but um, Cam Newton is better. I, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, I've got everything off my chest, so I think that's going to do it for our Week 8 NFL preview. Uh, I'd like to say thank you to my friends and my professional, uh, Pablo Masriegos. Once again, you can follow him on Instagram, at Pablo Maserati. Uh, Maserati is spelled M-A-Z-A-R-A-T-I. So go ahead and give him a follow uh, if you want. Um, yeah. you should follow him, of course. I mean, man, man is a straight professional, but, uh, I've really enjoyed having you on, man. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was, it was great. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, I think Pablo is definitely probably going to be a feature in the future. I, I think this was a very good podcast with him. So yeah. the, the um, audition went well. Yes. His audition did go well indeed. And we were having some technical difficulties, but this uh, whole thing has kind of sounded smooth so far and I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. As well. As well. am I. Anyways, getting a little bit into it, but thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Tom will be back on Sunday and you know, we'll see if we have Pablo on maybe a three man podcast, but, uh, We'll talk to you Sunday night. Hope your team does well. We'll see you all later.